You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It is the Unpack Podcast from AcmePackingCompany.com and SB Nation talking about your could maybe kind of sort of go to the playoffs green bay packers i am zach rapport at zach rapport on twitter follow the show at the unpack pod on twitter at the unpack pod on instagram for no reason coming to you via the the glenn memorial zoom account i can't come up with a better name <laughs> not a memorial like he's not with us anymore but a memorial commemorating our listener glenn being fed up with um our occasional zoom time limits so he has become <laughs> at least for now a generous patron on our Patreon account uh, to help extend and elongate the uh, absolute gibberish <laughs> that we put into the world. So Glenn, we thank you uh, for that. And um, yeah, I'm Zach. We got Nick. We got Alex. We got three guys all in hats and black shirts. We look like three creative directors at an ad agency getting ready to come up with something <laughs> terrible. The, ne- the next revolutionary... <laughs> branding me- brand messaging for the nfl <laughs> the enya fl yeah we could have done better than that i'll tell you that right now oh man um so christmas break huh guys hey ah uh, yes it's the weird a- purgatory everyone's yeah. everyone's talking about i feel like this year more than other years people are talking about how this week between christmas and new year's is this like land without time where days yeah. of the week don't exist um i haven't thought about it until you just mentioned that but it's got to be like this is the first year where we haven't been in like complete lockdown for the last for the winter months so it hasn't all time hadn't already bled together um but it does feel very much very much like time does not exist right now the fact that we're doing this uh podcast is like one of the flagpoles in my week that tells me okay that's what day of the week that's what day of the week it is oh yeah i <laughs> wouldn't know day. otherwise um yeah it's wednesday as we record this and it's 3 45 in the afternoon there and it's 1 45 here mountain time so i'm drinking coffee but i saw you guys um have some nuclearis we did de- yeah 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 we <laughs> delayed just enough to make cracking open a spotted cow an appropriate idea um thanks to Gabrielle's mother Karen for driving these to us. I know it's like an embargo type of situation. It's not supposed to leave the uh state of Wisconsin, but um it's just too good. They're here. They have, here. They have like they have like checkpoints and like in Kenosha, you can't you can't cross yeah. You can't cross over. It's like bringing like limes into another country or something. And isn't there the um what's that place? There's a place that's right on the border. Isn't it called something Cheese Castle? Somebody's Cheese Castle. Oh, the Mars Cheese Castle. Isn't that like maybe the last place you can get spotted it, cow before you enter Illinois? And it's pro- for that reason, it's like marked up like an outrageous amount. 
I, maybe I'm making no, that up. no, no. I believe that's right. Yeah, I I feel like I've heard that before. But anyway, they're here. They're in New York. They were uh, present on Christmas. There may or may not be a couple left. Uh, you know, for the last game or two of the Packers being mathematically alive, we'll see. Um, but yeah, we're we're making them last. We're making it happen, baby. What is the um, Nick? I'm curious now. What is the the moral cutoff line in the day when it's like beforehand no beer afterwards beer's okay yeah yeah it's tough because um <laughs> my, my morals as it relates to drinks are shoddy at best yeah i would say during a regular work day if you have a if you the five o'clock is a typical cutoff that's the cliche um but a happy hour every once in a while starts a bit earlier so i'm gonna bump that up to four <laughs> During this weird purgatory week, the fact that I made it till noon is good enough. That's what I think. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. All right. I guess we should uh, talk some football, which uh, there was a bunch of over the uh, Christmas weekend, 26 to 20, of course, the Packers over the Dolphins. And guys, speaking of New Glarus, the Packers have the bartender's attention. Let's go. <laughs> oh my goodness. And it took they haven't ordered ignoring yet. four other folks at the bar. Right. AKA the four teams that needed to lose to keep this this dream alive. And boy, they it haven't happened. ordered Just the drink to... yet, but the bartender like made eye contact and gave you the nod, like you're on yep, my list. Like I'm coming back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they know what they're gonna order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're like ready to, they're in control of the situation. The second that bartender does come back. Yeah, they're getting it. They just um, got a couple things to take care of first. Yeah, then then it's on. Oh, it's game on. <laughs> I love this. So um, crazy. The improbability of this is just flabbergasting. But I mean, like, I don't know. I it's, love it. it. It's just, it's a very Packers-esque thing to just keep hope alive as long as, as long as we possibly can. I'm I'm all for it. And I think that we'll transition nicely into my notable nugget, which is really just about the power of relative expectations. Um, and listener Ryan tweeted in his note nug saying, um, I cannot wait to lose to the 49ers in the postseason again. And I, yep. I think I think he was being sincere. Like, I'm excited that we have the opportunity (laughs) to lose to the 49ers in the playoffs. And in years past, this is kind of what I mean by relative expectations. In years past, when the Packers are kind of winning all those close games like the Vikings are this year and kind of plowing through the regular season in terms of the win column, but we know that there's um, a a checkoff's gun, some some kind of fatal flaw, something that's going to come back and, and haunt them in the playoffs like special teams or bad defense or whatever. Uh, but your expectations are so high because they've, you know, they won whatever, 13 games or whatever, that the the playoff loss just hurts a little bit more. But this time around, I'm just like, the expectations were so much lower. And I was thinking about it. It's interesting because the Vikings, the Packers, and the Lions are kind of the same team in terms of just relative mediocrity there's like Mm -hmm. different good and bad things about each team but on balance they're super similar but the the vikings we knew that they were going to be kind of i think 
first or second in in the division um and they're clearly overperforming uh relative to uh close games and so they're racking up wins and their fans are getting all sour when they're you know when they're um underdogs to the lions a game that they ended up losing by the way uh because they're not that good <laughs> meanwhile the lions any any positive movement for the lions for that franchise is like beating expectations um and then the packers you know, came in with big expectations quickly that like flatlined. And now we're just kind of building back up and we're happy to be where we are. Um, but I'm excited to be where we are. And um, yeah, I guess, you know, to quote Ryan, I cannot wait to lose to the 49ers in the postseason. Yeah, it feels it feels like there's a, a, a just an inevitable trajectory, which is going to come down to the the Packers beating the Lions in week 18 and the Lions linesing and the Packers squeaking in. And, you know, maybe the Packers eke their way to a six seed and don't have to. I mean, there's still a chance of that, which is even crazier. Yeah, right. Um, if that happens, the, the, the Niners probably bump up to a two seed so we wouldn't face them into the second round. But that would be the perfect place for the Packers just to get blown out of the water by Brock Purdy and I'd be and I would love it and I'd be okay with it it would be it was it just it's it's a, a tempering of expectations and at this point we don't it, playing for draft capital it's not going to make that big of a difference unless some math nerd wants to tell me otherwise but has there ever a quick aside has there ever been a more third string quarterbacky name than Brock Purdy amazing it's, what it's a name. as good as it gets and Shanahan's going to milk every ounce of talent out of him yeah he's gonna be playing i actually you know what? i i feel like he's gonna be a bronco like Ooh. not long from now and he'll be making oh like double digit millions per year and like as a bronco and like Poor a, went out a year and a half new packers special consultant of something nathaniel hack <laughs> getting fired by the yeah he'll find <laughs> his Broncos. way back rogers will get what he wants talk about going nuclear Oh, I gotta respect our boy Hackett getting fired and um you know laying it all out there about Russell Wilson saying Wait, is that was that a I real said. quote? No, I Alex, you got tricked by the internet, buddy. I did? Yeah. <laughs> dude, got, I no thought that was real. Why not? That would be so it sick. Was, it was posted by a Barstool dude. Oh. I think it was PFT commenter. Who does those like little fake like tweets a... all those all the time? No, come we're on. referring, of course, to the, uh, the the Nathaniel Hackett quote, and I'm saying quote in air quotes about um, having to work with a quarterback who has more bathrooms in his house than touchdown passes this year. I'm is that right? Are we on the same page? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure yeah, yeah. Fake. It's we should. I wish I wouldn't. I oh it's, yeah, it's no, a, that is definitely fake. It's that's a better so world where we all believe that's real. That, that's like yeah exactly that should be how that that should be what this sport is guys just saying stuff like that oh, yeah um, man. I love, oh my god i love that for oh. you alex that you thought that was real i did i thought like that i mean you know. we all get we all get fooled by the internet time and time again yeah i think i just really the second i see a, a negative russell wilson thing i just jump all over it like it excites me so much which, to be fair, there's a lot more of these days than there used to be when he was Boy. also playing well. He was playing well, and he was just a lunatic. That it wasn't it wasn't as prominent we were, as when he's playing like total poop. Yeah, and we were talking in our group chat earlier in the week just about how funny it is that 
Russell Wilson within this last month would walk up to the line of scrimmage, give a Seattle Seahawks audible or check at the line and wonder why nobody knew what the hell he was talking about or or why um, he didn't have the command or respect of his team. Like, where is this? What a fall from grace. I can't even put my I can't wrap my head around it. I think I've I've seen that enough that I think that that is true and that that I think it's at yeah, least well, once Hackett didn't even like deny it when asked the question. It was like, yeah, I can't speak to that. He's got autonomy when he goes to the line to make yeah. checks. But like if guys see blah, blah, blah. That's bizarre to me, though, just because and, and we can we don't need to go on. We don't need to stretch out. Well, now that we have the Glenn <laughs> Memorial Zoom account, we can elongate this gibberish yeah. as long as we want. Yeah, Glenn, uh, you get some <laughs> bonus content this week. More <laughs> ramblings of insane <laughs> folks. Um, that to me, it was surprising just because Russ, he's I mean, I guess it's 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 mostly an act, but he's so try hard and he's like, whatever. I'm like looking at, I'm like looking at film in my sleep and I'm doing knee highs on the plane and like all this stuff. And it's like, you don't even know the audibles. What is going on anyway? Fake high fives going down the tunnel. Like, (laughs) Oh man, it's just so fun to watch his demise. It sounds evil to say, but like Mr. Try hard, like, not trying too hard, it wouldn't it wouldn't appear. Hmm. Let's ride. Anyway, All right. APC <laughs> country. I'll, I'll let's build ride. Off of your note nug because it's just fun. Like it's just the sheer improbability. It mine is just more. Mine's more of a uh, a, a nugget about my own internal jubilation, <laughs> and just it's I I would be really really speaking out of turn if i said it was giving 2010 packers vibes because you knew that team was good and just had some bad some bad shakes down the throughout the beginning of the season and then like really started to turn it on but there was an improbability to that season it feels a bit more like the the relaxed season where things just you know really started to come together at the right time but I don't know why I like I don't know why in my head I didn't think that this was a possibility. It always they always seem to keep you in just in this like weird little maybe phase for as long as the season lasts. I don't there seldom is it where we're not watching meaningful Packers football in January. And without I mean, what is are the games on New Year's Day this year? So they're they are going to be playing technically a meaningful game in January. Yep. Again, it's just cool. I, I'm back. I'm I, back on it, Zach. I'm a I'm a believer <laughs> until have, I'm not. I have um, bemoaned the um, extending the season an extra game for a while. I think it's a it's a player safety problem. I I I have not loved it, but I will say that this year with the NFC as kind of crappy or to put another way crowded in the middle as it is um we're getting a lot of meaningful football in these last these last two weeks it's really going to play into their favor um just for those who may not be initiated although i i doubt you're listening to this and not um Packers win out. No this, new listeners. Yeah, the the scenario is Washington's got to lose one, or 
the Giants need to lose their remaining two. That's the help that the Packers need. Mm. So well, and the uh, the Commanders are now starting Carson Wentz for the remainder of the mm-hmm. season. So that's like Matt Lafleur like paid Ron Rivera. I don't understand why he did that. I don't know I what's don't, going yeah. on over there. <laughs> no clue, Alex. Give me a uh, give me a note nug. All right, my note nug is a, is is me trying to arrive at a conclusion. It's me just sitting on a fence and it's about whether or not I actually think Aaron Jones is underused or not. And I know that in this game he was injured when he was working through whatever. He was questionable going into the game. Maybe he was on a pitch count, whatever it may be. But I think I sent a note during the game because this Dolphin game, as they were down and as things were starting to slide a little bit and as they started to kind of just like do a little bit of the Rodgers hero ball stuff. It seemed like it was crying out for Aaron Jones. And I wondered, is there a less, a, a player of such proven talent with a, a lower usage rate than Aaron Jones? And it seemed like maybe because we're so hyper-focused on that, and I feel like it's a consistent narrative everywhere that Aaron Jones doesn't get enough touches, that that's totally legit. But I honestly don't know. Like, I kind of just like, I wonder what you guys think, because I'm I'm thinking about like, who are his contemporaries? The two guys that came to mind for me are Alvin Kamara and Austin Eckler. Um, I don't know. There's probably more comparable players to him, but I just like thought of those two guys right away. I mean, McCaffrey's like never healthy. So I, I just went to like their numbers this year. And actually, oddly enough, even though Kamara has uh, two fewer games under his belt, um, they all have almost the exact same amount of carries on the season. Um, and roughly, while Eckler has way more targets in the passing game, he has like 119 targets, um, really similar numbers in terms of receptions and targets as well. In fact, Kamara and Jones both have, uh, Jones has 54 receptions, Kamara has 55. Uh, he has six, uh, Jones has 65 targets, Kamara has 74. I think the glaring difference to me is if you look at averages, Jones is so much more effective. So you could make the argument, I think you can build the argument that he's actually better than Kamara and Eckler, but is that because he's used less frequently? In other words, like if he's getting more touches, do those averages eventually come down? But he's averaging over five yards carry, and that's pretty insane. So I really don't know where to stand on this whole thing um, because it seems to me that like, He's their best offensive player, and he's sometimes barely featured in games. But um, then you look at it. an offense that's theoretically built around the run. Exactly. And then you take a step back, and you look at like the season-long numbers through 15 games for him so far, and you're like, well, it's not that far off the pace. So I don't know where to go. Like, Is he the most underutilized great player in the league, or is he just... um, you know, kind of like in maybe that like second tier, nearing first tier of running backs in the NFL. And it happens so so happens to be that he's so effective on a per touch basis because they do a good job of limiting his touches. Like I I don't know. Sorry. That that I I I wanna like have a conclusion on this, but I just don't. I'm still really torn. Um I think it's the former and not the latter. He's that good. It's yeah, we our sample size is too large season over season to think that's not the case. I think he's been 
I think it's going to come out at the end of the season that there's been a nagging issue that they've been pitch counts been more, um, uh, I don't know, apparent than we've seen in the past. It just can't not be. So, or, or it's just terrible play calling. Yeah. Well, can I do a sub nug then? Because what I actually had written down was sub like nug. explore <laughs> idea of pitch count. Because I also think it's interesting that the Packers and such prominent players like on big contracts, like franchise stalwarts, and, and regardless of position, like you can't really like Bakhtiari is not a guy you can be like, well, we're not going to hand him the ball. You know, like he was on a specific play count, pitch count. Yeah. The same can go for Aaron Jones. Like, is this. Maybe this is way more common than I think, but does their medical staff literally like go into a game evaluating like, I think we can play this guy in this brutal sport about X amount of percentage of our total offensive snaps? Because to me, that also kind of seems dumb. Like I, I'm a little bit more of an absolutist, like either you're healthy enough to risk your entire body once because every single play is probably a similar injury risk, right? In this sport um, or, or you're not. And um I don't know. I, I think it's, yeah, I I question the pitch count thing and how effective that would be uh, uh, when the alternative might be, okay, he doesn't play against Miami and then he's really good against Minnesota because he did nothing to impact the Miami game, you know? Um, but technically, he's he was still put at risk. There's something him. to be said about reps, though. Like, Yeah. There's I, something I also to be said about his mere presence and what that means for how the defense... Um, is, you know, preparing for the game, lining yeah. up, thinking about a given play, you know, even if he's just in there as a as a decoy. You know, I think that matters. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. yeah. He's a, a going off reputation, I guess it's way, way different compared to having Taylor back there. Although he he had a like one drive at least where he kind of like flashed a little bit. He got a big first down. He looked like them. a good pass blocker too. It just, it, you feel confident. Um. I don't know. He he gives you he gives you kind of an air of confidence that you didn't have with some of the other running backs earlier this season, especially when Jones or Dylan couldn't go. Yeah, I, guess I don't know. I just up- think like if you've got Jones on the field, think about this: if you got Jones and Watson on the field, who now commands respect, you know, that's like two players who command an eye. Those are their and- best two players, right? They have the most explosive. And it opens them up. It opens other players up. And, you know, since Watson has, has come on, whenever they're both on the field, particularly, you know, the offense has worked more frequently and it's been, you know, we got the bartender's attention. Yeah. <laughs> Darren Jones yeah. being in the lineup is, is, is part of that. I don't know. It's not well, a very Watson's scientific a, take. Sorry. Watson's a whole other story. And that's what I wonder too. Is he going to be one of these guys who's going to be playing like a super limited basis and he'll be on the field and then it'll be like, okay, I guess we got to like watch for the deep ball, even though there's not actually a realistic chance. He's healthy enough to like impact a game in that way. Yeah. That guy's uh, hurt a lot, dude. Yeah. He's hurt a lot. I know. Something for, that I've, that I've heard from, from some beat writers, just just their opinion basically on actually seeing him in, in person and being around him is just that, and this is the case with a lot of particularly receivers um, that come into the NFL rookies. Um, they just got to work on their body. Like year one is just you got to get you got to build up enough padding, <laughs> basically to be an NFL player. I mean, he's obviously like he's like rocked up but needs needs yeah, more beef he's, i think he's, he's working with about three percent body fat it looks like 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. He is pretty physically imposing. It's not like he's coming in looking like, well, but he's also not like DK Metcalf, I guess. But so. like Devontae ran into the same issues through his first two seasons yeah. as well. I don't need to always draw that comparison, but. Maybe yeah. there's also an art of learning, like by being in the league of how to take hits, you know? Like, he yeah. seems like he gets hit yes. so hard. Yeah. Like he gets beat up. And at some point, you think about like guys who who have longevity in their career and you don't really remember them getting blasted, you know? Yeah. And it's probably just like those little nuances of like the way you position your body and they like milliseconds that make a difference between you getting absolutely, you know, rocked and and maybe you take like a a hit slightly off the top of your shoulder pad and get down, you know, whatever it may be. Well, I was uh, thinking earlier today actually um about Rodgers and sort of all of the you know, injuries that he had very early in his career and he had concussion issues and, and, and I don't know if he worked with a specific person, but he said about like, like learning, like better ways to protect yourself during a play, better ways to fall, et cetera. And I don't know. I was just thinking about that randomly as I was listening to another podcast, they were talking about Tua and he apparently, um, he's in the concussion protocol. I don't know if he actually got concussed in that game, but he definitely in the first half, you see him hit his head on the turf. And then in the second half, I mean, he threw three picks on three consecutive drives. Yeah, you think it was think so, it's confirmed but... now that he's out next week. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking I mean, about Rodgers and all of his concussions and how he's talked about like l- learning how to fall basically and learning how to protect yourself. I'm like, man, Rodgers just And Brady's like, the master at that too. Yeah. He'll say that. These guys got to call Tua in the offseason to be like, <laughs> here's my specialist. Here's here's what you got to figure out cuz like Tua needs that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it almost looks like it's a mixture of that and some pretty shitty luck it appears yes yeah yeah well two is also a smaller guy to begin with so that that also could factor into it but um can we uh without risk of turning too negative uh <laughs> can we agree that had Tua not been concussed we would maybe not we'd be like next in line to get the bartender's attention like we wouldn't have had the eye contact yet because like they were getting gas i mean he still threw for over 300 yards on like 16 completions or something like that he just happened to throw three completions what seemed like back to back to back to us you know um that was that was scary like it i expected the packers defense to actually look better than they did um going into that game and maybe that was just me being too i mean the first half was pretty brutal yeah Um, pretty brutal he had like he was averaging Tua was averaging basically like something like 20 yards of completion in the first (laughs) In the first half, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say um, Tua was very much in the giving mood for the holiday season, Mm. which I thought that joke was going to slap until I learned (laughs) he played the entire second half with a traumatic brain injury of the same kind he's already experienced two of this season, further exacerbating what is a major issue for the NFL and specifically with Tua this season. So I felt like that joke maybe, uh, you know, didn't yield the same uh, amount of laughs that it otherwise would. So what you're saying yeah. is seeing as he's also joke. Yeah. Giving his inconsiderate brain to a heinously brutal and unyielding and unforgiving sport. <laughs> well, as long as we're talking about um, defense, I'll, I'll point to um, one, one listener nut before we throw it to break the philosophical soldier tweets in. We're not moving on from Barry. Are we? <laughs> oh, God, um, this season. <laughs> It just like he's doing just enough, and the and some of those throws were just gifts. I mean, the the last interception by Rasul was a legitimately good play where 
Tua got baited. I thought that was awesome. The thing um, is, I still think that they're moving on from Joe Barry. I think that they could make the playoffs. They could even win a playoff game. And I still think that they would move on from Joe Barry. I kind of feel like that decision is already made. I Yeah, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I hope whenever their season ends, that within like five days he's gone. But I don't know. The don't, amount of what seems like, I mean, for lack of a better word, babysitting that has had to go on throughout the season in order to, you know, get Barry schematically to do certain things differently, like not play everyone 15 yards off the line when I'm like a third and 15. Um, to me, like, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not the head coach, but you, you want to be able to trust your coordinator is just going to do the, you know, be in the right look at the very yeah. least. And I, you still can't. So I don't know. We were, and there's the whole Jim Leonard thing. And we know Barry was not the number one candidate. I think that they would, they would be primed to move on. Yeah. Just my uninformed opinion. I hope so. We were saying during the game in the pre concussion to, Tua, what would the, you know, yardage to go on third down have to be for you to feel confident for the Packers to get a stop. And I think we landed on 30. Yeah, we might have even bumped it up to 35. Because like third and 23, I'm shaking in my boots with Joe Barry against Ty Hill and uh, uh, Jalen Waddell and, yeah. and a non-concussed Tua. But um, yeah, I hope those things don't get forgotten in the midst of this run that the Packers are favored like by the Vegas odds to go on and get into the postseason, you know, like I hope yeah. that these things don't get lost when they look back and, and evaluate this season in its entirety, but they, yeah, they probably I, won't. I don't think they will because I, I think it's pretty obvious that what you have here is some talented players on defense playing well in spite of <laughs> the scheme and the coordinator. And seems like calls. we said, can only we said Jair's playing his own game and has been for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. Yeah, he's just yeah, man. He had a what a what a gift of a pick he had after Jair had <laughs> on. I think it was the was it the touchdown? Perhaps the worst tackle attempt I've seen oh, all season. Man, it was it was like you would have been you would have been better off not even showing up in the frame and and not trying. Like mm -hmm. it was such a such a meager attempt. Yeah, it was bad. That's a guy playing his own, his own way. Yep, <laughs> he's protecting his money. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys. Yeah, that too. We're gonna put it to bed uh, with uh, one more note nug, and then we'll throw it to break and read some poetry. John tweets in the Packers are using our emotional capital to get themselves into the playoffs, only to probably lose and break our hearts. That's right. That's right, no John. About it. I am ready to get yeah. hurt again. That's exactly what's happening. Um, but you can't, you can't break my heart if I'm already dead inside. So let's go, baby. <laughs> Playoffs. <laughs> we got the bartender's attention. All right. We'll yeah. Right Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. 
you can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, we are back and we're going to... We're going to go past the beaded curtain. This music is appropriate because my dog, who has been a jerk all day, is behind me now, very peacefully sleeping. So, lucky, fortunate, feeling relaxed. Breathe in, (laughs) breathe out. (laughs) All right, let's read some poetry. First line of defense. A rough start, but a comeback. Now he gets the bag. Talking, of course, about Elton Jenkins. Just wanted to uh, to shout him out. Um, a bit of a rough start coming back from that knee injury and bouncing around the line. But he's played really well for the past month and kind of reestablished that he is a, a future rock for the Packers. Um, and they rightly extended him, gave him good money. And we had a lot of question marks earlier in the season about this offensive line and they were moving people around and things weren't going well. And there are still some questions, but I think the future is starting to come into, into shape and I'm feeling better about this offensive line. Agreed. Love the signing. I love it too. And he really, it's just, it was the litmus test isn't fair one this year because he just he hadn't looked like himself for the majority of it so um he's proven that he's earned to be a top paid offensive lineman and he got rewarded for it get your money baby and who knows how long box gonna be here yeah and that you know this this gets into like contract stuff that i think is a, a little bit over our head but on the the repack texan and justice um, we're talking a bit about it. I don't know. It's it's interesting uh, what they will or won't or can or cannot do with Bakhtiari and that and that contract. Um, a lot of what a lot of the opinions I trust say that he'll probably be back next year. There's not really much yeah. they can do about that. But I mean, give him another offseason. A healthy Bach is that's you want that player on your team. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice to have Zach Tom though. Yes. Gotta say. Yes. Yes. Solid the... pick, Goody. 
yeah, like I said, I think that there was a lot of uh, a lot of consternation earlier in the season with I think what we felt was some uncharacteristic uh, uncertainty on the offensive line earlier in the year and 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 some inconsistency. It's not something where we have been spoiled for I don't know. 25 years basically of having solid line play and when it's not there you're like oh that's that's what most of the other fan bases are are putting up with from time to time so mm. seems like we're we're right in the ship and i feel good about that good stuff who's got love poetry you. love you elgi <laughs> even though it's elton but i called you elton for the first four years of your career <laughs> it is an unusual spelling I'll cut you a little slack. Thanks. <laughs> Nick, you got a poem? Yes, I do. And it uh, sort of mirrors what you were speaking about and what we were all speaking about earlier on in the show, but I'm ready. <laughs> Even when this ends, In a horrendous heartbreak, it will be worth it. I'm ready to get hurt again. No question about it. We're ready to be hurt again. (laughs) And this is the first time all season where, like, really, 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 I can get myself, like, I'm coming in with confidence into Sunday's game. Favorite at home? I mean... We're riding high right now. I don't know if I have. I don't know if I share your confidence. I no, it, think it's it's un, it's it's yeah, it's it's a, a fake, um, t- <laughs> totally lofty confidence. But um, I don't. Share but there's there's something I, to be said about it. Going back to um, going back to the the Glenn's philosophy that we adopted earlier in the year of just going into each Sunday with no expectations. I think that is kind of what I've been riding each weekend. And so I, there, there is a way in which that does instill confidence, but yeah, it's not, it's not. my fear is my fear is that I've moved past that um, in <laughs> my brain and in again. my heart. No, don't care. I know. And I'm, I'm, and I'm really worried about my, my mental at this point. <laughs> um, Cool. Yeah, I, uh, I think once I think once we're up against the 49ers in the playoffs is when I'm going in with absolutely no expectations. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get yeah, there well, first, man. Yeah, yeah, we got to get there. Now I'm, I'm yeah, I've totally, I've totally 180 right now. Um, you still need a lot to happen. You still need a lot to happen, but. And this I mean, does not feel like the team of destiny. It really doesn't. They had to have so many crazy things happen. But just beating the Vikings, like, F the Vikings. I will say that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's the <Yeah>. take. <laughs> yeah, that's my take. I, I mean, like it's a solid one. Yeah. They're, they've been fake good all year. That's what they've I mean. Bozo of a quarterback is just waiting to, you know, harm them. That's the thing, like. Kirk Cousins lying in the wing, right? Like, yeah, it's, right. He's, he's gonna loft one into Jair's arms and daggone it himself to the sidelines. Exactly, that's yeah. what Alex is saying. Yeah, yeah, like he's 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 waiting he's in on the wings our side. to blow it. Yeah, he's like uh, hunting. He's like a, just like waiting to basically just 
shoot a tranquilizer dart through Justin Jefferson. <laughs> um, and then, and all this momentum that the Vikings have, I guess, if they even have, they're, they they're don't underdogs. have, they've they're, got no momentum. Right? They're underdogs. They're, they're going to be, they have, they're going to be a team that finishes. How many wins do they have right now? 10 or nine still? I don't no, know. they're over 10. No, yeah, they're, over they're 10. a double digit win team in a crap year when like nobody is that. They, they have 12, 12 wins. wins. They're 12 yeah. and three. That, that goes to show how crap they actually are is that I couldn't even confidently say that they've gotten to 10 wins because like they, I don't think of them anywhere near the same category. Their point differential this season is like five points or something. It's insane. But they're underdogs. They're 12 and three and they're coming to us. Crap team. Proven crap team. <laughs> and they're not. And they are underdogs. And I would bet on the Packers if I had to. Just for the listener, I love the enthusiastic, Alex, you pointing at yourself. Proven crap teach. Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? What does the pan, what does the pointing at yourself indicate? No, like people know what we are. We know what we are. Oh, we're the proven crap team. Yeah. 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 Yes. Got it. Royal we here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Packers are bad. There's no denying that. I just I just want to have some fun over these last couple of weeks, boys. Yeah. Let's have some fun together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Greg Olson over here. <laughs> movement. <laughs> Hashtag movement. All right. We are two new Glarises in and rocking and rolling. Um mm-hmm. Alex, did you write a poem? I did. All did. right. Proven G- crap team. A wise man once said, one should be memorable. These Packers took note. Weeks ago, I think it was maybe like two pods ago, I said that this would be an otherwise forgettable Packers season. I kind of regret saying that. Yeah. um, Because the journey that they have taken us on between like thinking maybe we would have like a top 10 pick uh to now wanting to make the postseason because i actually think we can win a playoff game um that in itself is pretty memorable and not to mention the fact that when however this ends i'll come away with this season with a couple of like really fun memories about specific players um you know Jair Alexander, everyone like loved his post game three, you know, just because he was just being a real person, which I thought is kind of cool. I thought Alan Lazard taking out three dolphins and then counting them um, after that block was like one of my favorite plays of the season. Like, I think I can think back to a couple of different things from this year and be like, oh, yeah, no, I'll I'll think about that one for a long time. I'll be like Sean Nixon, baby. The, yeah. the revolution of our special teams, like I mean, hello, we're going to be talking about that for decades, baby. Oh, the same way we were, we're calling Allen Rossum. Oh, dude, he should have scored. That. He <sighs> almost had the Packers' first kickoff touchdown since I think since Randall Cobb. Randall in Cobb. Yeah. I couldn't believe my eyes when I was seeing that. <laughs> and then Rogers um, got sacked out of goal to go. It's that was the, the most, most frustrating thing. I'm like, so that's how this is going to go, huh? Is, is this just going to be a foreshadowing of the entire game? And it almost was until. Yeah. See, that was that was Keyshawn Nixon through sheer will was like, no, Alex, I'm going to make this a memorable season. And then the Packers offense was like, "Mm, we'll see about that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Why don't we go ahead and just fade into mediocrity, just like you (laughs) envisioned. Yeah. Anyway, they 
this has been memorable. It may not be good. They're not. They're proven crap, as <laughs> as stated a million times already. Uh, but I'll I'll remember this team for a while. Um, for just how bonkers. Well, just they were. just like the breakout of Dobbs and Watson has been fun. Like we might be seeing the next ten to twelve years of Packers receiving, mm-hmm. depending on how things go. Yeah, uh, Watson stays healthy. Like we said, I I think there's very few players who have done what he's done this early in their career and not been really good. So, he, you know, and Dobbs, like, I, you kind of forget about him, which is like almost the best thing you could say. It's like, that's a compliment to Watson, really, when you think about it, because he's been an extremely effective rookie receiver. Yep. Um, so, anyway, um, I just love that Lazard thing, too. Like, they, they have, like, they, they may not be good, but they have character, you know, as opposed to, like, maybe some <laughs> other bland Packers teams that were winning a bunch of games and you're like it's a matter of time before these bozos just get smacked this crap yeah. smacked out of them in the they playoffs have the weapons too like especially now with that we're seeing the receivers come into their own a bit more like it just feels like a blight on the coaching staff to not get them in the right position which we've kind of been saying all season too yeah so i really wish um this is a total aside and possible advancement of the show hmm. um I wish we recorded this when player props were out because I would love to know what the odds on a Mercedes Lewis touchdown, anytime touchdown scorer on DraftKings are because it sort of feels like it's just kind of a joke that everybody's in on at this point. Yeah. And like LaFleur is just trying to like work one to Lewis to like almost like, you know, win a, win a bet he has with someone internally or He's something. He's probably like that. got some incentive in his contract, like over like three touchdowns or something. It's insane. Um, <laughs> the man. Yeah. And, and also he had a, a long reception that may or may not have been a catch. Don't care. Um, that uh, was, you know, I didn't know he could do that still. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't. I thought he only caught one yard passes. For touchdowns. I thought that was his sole function. But and played as a sixth offensive lineman. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know he could occasionally be on the receiving. He looked end fast. He looked fast dime. enough, unless it was deceiving. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, see, another memorable thing. Like they naming all the little things. Big dog. Mercedes touchdown. Lewis pushing fifty, catching long balls. <laughs> pushing fifty. I think he's thirty eight. No. Well <laughs> fifteen football years. I Unless mean, yeah, Tom Brady, in, in, who tight, end, in tight end years, yeah, he's he's old. Um, I think I had joked at some point in the off season, like, who would could I beat Mercedes Lewis in a foot race? <laughs> I mean, the answer is no. The answer, yeah. is no. I would yeah. roll my ankle in two seconds. My body would reject the idea of physical activity. <laughs> Speaking of which, we uh, this this whole holiday week, um, I've been off work for about about a week now, which is very nice, and I feel very fortunate to be able to do that. But every single day, we've done, um, Alex, as you put it, tending to the estate project. So I've been up ladders, mm. down ladders, painting, hammer, and stuff, and my body is not happy. Mercedes Lewis, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine you're gonna yeah, you double as a creative deck director in all black and uh a craftsman maybe there's a tool belt behind that chair no <laughs> well <laughs> no you know it's an eye the holder yeah but you know it you're good at that too 
You guys get up to anything on this uh, this holiday break? Noteworthy? Mm, a lot of lot of soirees at my estate. Um, my girlfriend's family is all from around here, so a lot of hosting. Getting good at the hosting thing, or passable. I'm a passable host. What do, what what does that look like for you? Does that look like being attentive to everyone's needs? Uh, yeah, for, sometimes like, you kind of go in. There's like this autopilot kind of host mode where you you're attentive. You're you're cooking. You're cleaning up as you go. Uh, making sure everyone's having a good time. Sometimes you're on music duty. Um, on Christmas Day was, of course, Packers and then Bucks. So I was distracted by both of those games. Um, yeah, you, you, it's it's a it's a level of domestication I didn't know I had within me. <laughs> so I'm, what's I'm, the, I'm proud uh, what's of myself. The holiday, uh, you said music duty. What's the holiday playlist for the family? Yeah, it depends. You, you uh, it's it sort of works like a wedding, I think. With when the old folks are around, you hit you hit them with some of the like the more classic holiday songs. <laughs> the old folks, uh-huh. and then as they start to dwindle, you get to you can you can pick it up. Maybe there's some like Bieber or Ariana Grande. Maybe a little. Maybe it's like Buble earlier on. You know, something nice, <laughs> nice and easy. Buble early on. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's a Christmas crowd pleaser. Yeah. Um, but no, I was fortunate to have AP join on Christmas Day. Um, neither one of us made it back to our respective homes, but we're fortunate to have family out here earlier in the month, so we get to uh, spend the holiday together. Yep, drink and, a little too and, much, eat a little too much, and Christmas Eve. And Christmas Eve, we did a uh, we uh, drank a bottle of the um, uh, unpacked pod house uh, scotch. Uh, I think it's become the official scotch of the pod until maybe we have we get some education from Tex. Yeah, we yeah. we missed he joins the, us. Uh, the whiskey tunity uh, earlier a couple weeks ago, so we'll have to. Maybe that's an off season thing. Maybe maybe once maybe once the Packers lose to the Forty Nine ers in the playoffs. Yep, <laughs> we can we can yeah. have on for a whiskey and scotch uh, education pod. Drink the sorrows away. A lot of eating, a lot of drinking. You know. It was it was good. A lot of sleeping. Also awesome. Yeah. Rank that very highly. So Yeah. I'm the loser who's still waking up at like seven thirty every morning because that's just how oh, I'm yeah. wired. Oh, I'm waking up early. I'm just going to bed early. <laughs> yeah. With it maybe a little cat nap here and there. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, guys. Um degenerate corner. Do we have any uh, is it too early in the week? Do we have anything up? We don't have anything. Uh up. we got some stuff. We got some stuff. Just wanted to say last week. This Packers team keeps on scoring. Said over total points, 23 and a half, cashed, Boom. pumped. Um, you know, we we do some winning over here in this corner. Mm-hmm. Got a couple wins. Uh, at some point I'll go back and tally them all up. <laughs> See if we're in the black for the year. We missed we missed a couple weeks, but I would I would be shocked if we're not um, you know, net positive on the yeah. uh on I would season. I would agree. I think you might have even you may have fared a bit better than I have, but um, all right. So again, not everything is out. So I here's what I was looking at um for this one, and this is maybe too much confidence, but I am thinking that I want to take the Packers to uh actually, you know what. I might. Uh, we're doing this real time here. I'm just kind of <laughs> scrolling through these. I had a few things in mind. 
Bear with me here. Bear with me. Uh, team totals. I like the Packers over touchdowns, two and a half. I will say that. Hmm. Um, now, it's you're giving up a lot of juice. It's minus 180, so it's not necessarily a, a, a moneymaker. Um, but I also like, so under team props, again, earlier in the week, you know, these things are kind of the only ones around. So you probably have to dig deep if you're listening to this a little bit later. But team total points, they break it down by half. Packers over 12 and a half first half, a little bit better because that's only yeah. minus 125. And it's, uh, I can see them scoring two touchdowns in the first. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It's like, maybe this is just like nostalgia and me thinking of all these great childhood memories and I'm making it more glorious than it was. But like, I always felt like holiday season at Lambeau, like they can start fast. You know, the vibes are going to be great. Um, and they score like this team scores. So I don't know. I kind of like them jumping out to a lead and then us like just holding on for dear life the rest of the way. So I'm going to say over 12 and a half team total points. First half, that'll be my official submission for, on the two and a half touchdown tip, uh, against the Dolphins, the Packers did only score two touchdowns, right? The rest was field goals, I think. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of field goals, yeah. yeah. And I and I lost the over two and a half touchdown bet that I took in that one. Uh, but it was uh, Dylan and Lewis, I think, were the two touchdowns. Yep. But and it was Iron Man Crosby. That's right. <laughs> Mr. All Reliable. Um, so the mine. We don't have the props available yet, um, but I don't. It's probably going to be bad juice on this one too. But I say take a Kirk Cousins interception. It'll Ooh, be, yes. it'll be uh, plus or minus, or it'll be point five, and you can bet on either side of that. Um, I would say take that. I would say take another AJ Dillon touchdown. The big man's going to keep rolling. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think Cousins will go for over whatever his yardage is. I bet he passes for 300 yards. I just had that feeling. Doesn't yeah. mean the Packers are going to lose. I just think that yeah, well, they they'll hemorrhage some yards. They gave up yards. 300 to Tua. It's yeah. totally plausible that Almost Justin all in Jefferson, the first half. <laughs> yeah. Justin Jefferson goes off. It's not, it's, not, it's not like we don't do this occasionally, you know? Yeah. On the... Uh, Kirk Cousins interception tip. I would love if someone could pick off Kirk Cousins. I would love if it was an unexpected player. Can we get like Enigbara to get an interception or something? Like Campbell getting an interception last week was Yeah, that was like fun. that's what I love about football. <laughs> the, yep. Like the middle linebacker gets a pick. Big fan. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see a Quay Walker interception. Ooh. Yeah. That could be fun because you know he's you know how fast that dude is. He would just tear up the sideline. That would be an exciting one, no doubt. How about Jerron Reed playing decent football? Yeah, <laughs> that's been interesting. Weird. And Wyatt, I mean, it took Dean Lauer getting hurt, but Wyatt getting some significant snaps. Um. Well, here's to hoping Bach plays and Nixon plays and Watson plays. And we're at full strength. What I love about what's happening right now is that, Nick, I feel like you are trying to end the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm getting that vibe. We've been going for a while, huh? He's like, well, it's about time to be hitting the old dusty tree. <laughs> I'll talk all day. I got, I got, I've got a ton of notes here. No, I mean, <laughs> this is, this is Christmas break. You guys got the beer flowing. 
I'm going to go back to painting my garage. I don't know if you guys ever tried to paint cinder block before. Super <laughs> Sounds fun. impossible. Very porous. So porous. Just drinking it up. Just drinking yep. it up. It's going to look great. <laughs> Super excited. We're going to hit the polka. Uh, now we're going to hit the polka. How about that? I got fingers. They press buttons. <laughs> they are opposable. <laughs> um, well, happy holidays, Zach, to you yeah. and yours. And to all of our friends out there in the listening world. Yeah. Um, Shout out to uh, the Glenn once again on the uh, Glenn Memorial Zoom account. Not memorial like you're dead. Memorial like commemorating <laughs> like the time you were. Annoyed at me. Thanks, Glenn. <laughs> Happy uh, 2023, everyone. Yes, we'll uh, see you guys on the other side of the new year. But as we've learned this week, time is a social construct. Days of the week are meaningless. None of this means anything. It's all a capitalist ploy. The work week. <laughs> it's all made up. My wish for 2023 is an Arius. A relevant Arius. Yeah, it's been too long. Do it I even? I think I long. removed the Arius drop. Yeah, it's not even on here anymore. Wow. Sad. That's sad. That's an end of an sad. era right there. It's an end of an era. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Got the Vikings coming up. If they can win, we might get a uh, win and in game against the Lions. Things are heating up here. And uh, I don't know if I believe, but I'm excited. I think that's a, a safe appraisal or assessment. All right, guys. For them, I'm me. Keep it locked in. TackMePackingCompany.com all week long. And let's get a win. Beat those Vikings. Let's go pack up. The Current Podcast is back with an exciting new season featuring marketing executives from the world's most influential brands. Tune in to hear what's driving conversation in the fast-moving world of digital advertising with unique insights from brands as diverse as Hilton, Instacart, Moderna, Major League Soccer, and more. And in this presidential election season, The Current explores what a national political advertiser like the National Republican Senatorial Committee and a major CPG brand like Hershey can learn from each other. Listen in and subscribe to The Current at thecurrent.com or wherever you get your podcasts. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.